Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Alison Battersby, founder and director at Avocado Social. Based in London, largely London, but you move around a bit, don't you? Hello, Alison. I How are you doing? Do. Hello. Hi, Andy. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good. Tell us a little yeah. bit about um, what you do and what Avocado Social does. Great name, by the way, Avocado. Very thank good for you. you as well, Avocados, aren't they? I know. And everyone loves to take an Instagram of Avocado on toast, right? So It's one of my favourite of of bit... breakfasts. Anyway, let's, let, let's not digress into healthy eating. Tell us about Avocado and yourself. Sure. So the business is two years old and I consult all kinds of clients from big global brands to tiny, really little startups. Uh, we do social media training, consultancy and management. So really the whole hog, but I just love advising different sizes of business on how they can really utilize the channels. Now, the subject of today's talk, conversation, whatever you want to call it, um, social media in an hour a day. Mm, um, I know this yeah. has been done a lot, but I think it's it's impossible to get enough viewpoints on on how this is done because social media is a bit of a shifting thing isn't it it doesn't really it's not that static it's always changing it is so should we start off with um i don't know what's the sort of what would be your first step in organizing your social media strategy i guess having a plan is really the first step and it still surprises me how many businesses i come across who just don't have a plan they're sort of just tweeting every day just making it up on the go whereas actually having an idea as to what kind of strategy you want to come across, what kind of personality you want people to recognize your business as, and what kind of content you're going to post really, really helps you to define what it is you're using social media for, what your objectives are, and how you're going to measure whether it's a success. So I think sometimes just taking that time just to write out, even if it's just a one page of A4, what your strategy is, who you're targeting, why you're doing social media, and what kind of content you're going to focus on can really, really help you to stay focused and sort of basically help you to do it in a quicker way. Yeah, it's all about efficiency, isn't it? Because mm. a, a lot of us, I mean, social media is one of those sort of things that you have to keep coming back to. I mean, how do you, a lot of us are very busy. How mm. do you sort of manage doing that sort of on the go, as it were? Well, definitely making sure you've got all of the apps on your phone really helps. So yeah. I'm a huge lover of 
Buffer, which is also a great scheduling tool. Mm. So Buffer is kind of my favorite one. So I'd make sure that you find out what tools you're going to use and get used to them, have a go at them and have them all ready on your phone. So you're kind of good to go Mm. because you never know when you could be doing a bit of social media, whether it's on the bus or in the queue at the post office. And I actually love kind of scrolling through Instagram or Twitter while I'm just going around to client meetings or on the train. So it's actually utilizing those tools and making sure that you've got your little office on the go with you. Well, as I saw it a couple of days ago in London, um, I'm, I'm sort of stopping in the middle of a, um, a zebra crossing as a good place to uh, oh, go gosh. onto your phone and do stuff. <laughs> no, really? I think, yeah, come on. There's a line, isn't there, as to how much yeah. we should be glued to our mobile phones. Um, now, Buffer's interesting because I, I actually used to use Buffer uh, quite a while ago. This is the one where you can stack up tweets, isn't it? You can stack up tweets and obviously it's recommended that you do it in a natural way Mm. so that you don't end up sounding like a robot. And that's something that I'm really, really adamant that people don't just use the same tweet, goes round in a rotation of maybe three different tweets. You've got to be natural. Mm. So I actually take time every week. I take every Monday as my scheduling and planning day. Obviously, I've got six clients, so that's going to be a lot longer than what the average business owner should be taking. Yeah. Um, but I actually stack up the tweets for the week, and I do it depending on what's happening within the business that week. I look at trends and awareness days and events that might be happening around that are relevant to that business. And also, that then means that once I've done that scheduling, every day I can just dip in for about 10 minutes and just actually do some live discussion or replying to people or perhaps talk about something that's really trending on that day that would have been unpredictable. So the key here, it sounds like you need to be kind of um, very aware of what's going on at the moment rather than just robotically sort of coming out with sort of very male-oriented sort of report talk (laughs) phrases. That's it. I mean, when you're basically planning your content you should be looking around where where you're based maybe thinking about your business and your industry Mm. and really notifying those key events that you think could be worth talking about so for example there could be things like christmas markets going on at the moment obviously we've just had bonfire night so lots of different content hooks and then obviously every industry has their big events and conferences and expos maybe little trend days like national chocolate day or fair trade week or i always love national burger day that's one of my favorites because all the burger restaurants create this amazing content in in social media Mm, national chocolate day sounds uh, very interesting i have to make a note of that Um, yeah now you mentioned about uh sort of strategy sort of content strategy sort of social media strategy how do Mm. you sort of because there must be so many different ways of doing that how do you sort of decide on a on a on, on a strategy I tend to kind of brainstorm four different areas of your business. And those are really the products or services that you're creating. So thinking about different content hooks that you could use to talk about your products in an interesting way. I mean, maybe it's where they're crafted or maybe it's sort of the trends that that your products are meeting. Perhaps it's problems that people have that your services are solving. So really thinking about that. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. The second is the people within your business. So that could be either the staff that work for you or it could be your customers. So spotlighting on some of your customers, grabbing some testimonials. That's always really interesting. Mm. The third is your neighborhood. So where you're based, the backstory of kind of your area. 
And then finally, it's kind of thinking about what's going on on the outside world. So really what's relevant kind of in in your life, in your customers' lives at this given time. So for example, a lot of people will be thinking about Christmas already. So it's kind of external events that are happening in the world that you can kind of hook your products or services into. So every month, what I tend to do is I sit down with a piece of paper with these four sections, and I just brainstorm content ideas that would fit into each four of those categories. Now, that could be things like photos, it could be videos, it could be GIFs. So really starting to get creative and not just doing the same sort of mundane content every day, because that's what's going to ultimately bore your audience. Therefore, you're never going to grow. Do you find that you can do that on your own, Alison? Because when I, whenever I try and brainstorm, um, I, my, there's a storm in my brain, definitely, but it's the wrong sort of storm. <laughs> um, do, you, do you find it's easier with more than one, you know, with extra people, extra I brains? I do, actually. And do you know what I love doing, Andy? I love bringing in people into a brainstorm that have maybe no relationship with the marketing, mm. the kind of day-to-day tweeting. So, for example, one of my clients, the last brainstorm we did – we got the accountant in, we got the receptionist in from their office yeah. and actually asked them to come up with stories. And that way we could really get some interesting stories from the business that maybe the marketing team weren't aware of or just had been doing Twitter for so long, were kind of stagnated in, in the sense that they couldn't really think of any new ideas. Yeah. So it is always useful. I mean, it, it might be that you're just a one-man band. It could just be asking a friend to maybe brainstorm a few ideas with you or perhaps meeting up with some mentors or partners to your business. So people that are kind of very close to your business, but don't actually work for you. Now you mentioned about uh, sort of dipping in and out and and being able to do bits of, uh, you know, your strategy, your plan, if you like, where you sort of out and about just just to fill in those potentially wasted bits of time. But Mm. um, social media marketing or, or, or managing your social media in an hour a day, how does that work? Is it all sort of clumped together into an hour or is it, is it like collective bits of the day that build up to an hour? I would say collective bits of a day that build up to an hour mm. because obviously it depends on the nature of your brand. I mean, some people would have customers complaining or getting in touch with them through platforms like Twitter quite often. So in that case, you definitely don't want to just log in for 10 minutes and that to be your kind of daily social media dose. Mm. You want to make sure that you're getting back to customer queries or complaints. So it depends on whether you are the sort of business that would get those. I personally tend to do my scheduling on a Monday and then use kind of 10 minutes every day just to dip into Twitter, maybe like some tweets, maybe follow some new people. But the sorts of things that I use that are really useful are the hidden tools in Twitter, like lists. Oh. So I'm, I'm a massive fan of Twitter lists. You know, I forgot about lists. Just remind us how they work. So they're absolutely free to do, and you can build lists of different people on Twitter. You don't have to follow them. They can be public lists or private lists. Private ones mean that the people on your list won't get notified that they're on your lists. And then every day I just dip into my different lists, whether that's kind of bloggers or influencers or maybe I'm looking at news resources perhaps I'm looking at other social media consultants or it could just be people that I think are interesting so I've got a list called interesting podcasters Mm. which um, you will be added to Andy definitely oh Alison you know I was was going to ask if you were going to add me to that (laughs) I'll give you the 20 pound note later okay sounds like a plan 
So basically, once you have those lists set up, so it takes a little bit of time just creating those, it means that you can just dip into those lists every day and go and see what your interesting podcasters are talking about Mm. or go and see what your competitors are talking about or go and have a look at what some bloggers in your industry are discussing on Twitter. And that means that you're finding the relevant conversations quite quickly. Therefore, it really does shave off some time because it's very easy just to log into social media and get distracted and go off. Yes. <laughs> on some sort of tangent. So I find that that helps to keep you focused. Yeah, it's got to help us if we go on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a huge fan of lists. What would you say are some of the common mistakes, Alison, that you see brands making in this whole arena of sort of mm. you know social media strategy? There's a couple of things, really. I think the main ones are your content. So talking about things that just aren't interesting to your audience. So it's really discovering what is it that your audience want you to talk about? What are they interested in? So what conversations are they already having? And how can you improve their lives by offering them maybe some help or advice? Perhaps it's inspiration, or maybe you're just being quite humorous in social media. So I think actually taking that time to find out what your audience want to see from you is a really key thing to start off on your strategy. And the second thing is your kind of branding on your social media. So a lot of the time, people will decide in a couple of seconds whether or not they're going to follow you, particularly on platforms like Instagram. You've got to always be using inspirational content that really looks slick and looks very credible. So I think Mm. the second you kind of slip away from that and maybe take your eye off the ball and maybe start producing content that doesn't look so professional then it really can damage your brand yeah so i think it's thinking about the branding of your channels making sure you're using amazing imagery you know thinking about your graphics and whether you're being consistent with your tone of voice yeah and just really get looking at your social media channels and thinking does this represent me and my business correctly you mentioned um, imagery actually there, Alison. I was just wondering, where where do you normally go to get your images from? Because it's something mm. I haven't done for a while, actually. I've kind of lost touch with it a little bit. There's some fantastic free stock image websites now. So I definitely recommend one called unsplash.com. So professional photographers and amateur photog- photographers can upload their content mm. onto this platform and anybody can use the photos for free. So that's a really nice one to go and have a look at. Obviously, on Twitter, you can now use GIFs. So they have um, integrated with a GIF platform called Giphy, Mm. which means that when you're writing a tweet now, if you just compose a tweet underneath your tweet, there's a box which says GIF on it. And you can scroll through hundreds and thousands of GIFs and use them all for free within your tweets. I remember Giphy because we used to have great fun with that. uh, We used to use it from within Slack at my previous place of employment there are many very amusing gifts on there i'm sure there's some serious ones as well but there were many very amusing gifts because you can search in giphy can't you you can it's brilliant it's it's really really good fun and it really does make your tweet come alive as well yeah and then the other place that i would recommend is the fantastic tool called canva and canva.com is brilliant if you don't have photoshop skills or perhaps don't have the budget for photoshop and you would use basically your own images and upload them into canva but the editing functionality is fantastic and you can really start to customize your graphics ready for your tweets or your instagrams so you can make kind of wonderful quotes or you could basically just put your logo on on top of some of the text um, or on top of some of the graphics to make it much more branded experience 
Now, we all have a good story. I was just wondering, Alison, could you give us uh, one or two examples of, of, of people or organisations you think are doing social media in a very good way? Yeah, sure. I'll give you a couple of examples because I always like to come at it from a big brand and a small business point Mm. of view. So in terms of big brands, I think the two that are really smashing it at the moment are ASOS Mm. and Airbnb. So the reasons why is that ASOS, to start with, really understand their audience. They understand exactly what they want from social media. So they give them things like behind the scenes Snapchat discussions. So I think ASOS are doing it really well because they really understand their target audience. They understand exactly what kind of content to give them. So they are doing wonderful kind of expert Q&A sessions behind the scenes on Snapchat. Oh, nice. And some of their content on Instagram is just so lovely. It makes you want to buy the product straight away. Mm. So ASOS is definitely one to keep your eye on. And I think next year, when things like WhatsApp for Business come out, we'll see ASOS really embrace those new platforms. The other one I mentioned was Airbnb, and they're doing some beautiful content on Facebook, some really nice Facebook videos. Yes. And also, they're offering some fantastic competitions. So, I recently saw for Halloween, they gave away the chance to spend the night in Dracula's castle. I think I saw that. (laughs) I thought that was genius. And they've also done other things like stay in Abbey Road Studios for the night in London. So they're really kind of thinking about quirky, fun content, again, that meets their target audience's needs. Yeah. From a small business point of view, there's a couple of ones I I follow and kind of really, really love. The first is a chocolate company. We Mm. all love chocolate. Mm. They're called Doisy and Dam. And they have wonderful packaging. But the place to go and have a look at what they're doing on is Instagram. They run a weekly competition, which you simply enter by sending in a selfie with the chocolate. So you have to have bought the chocolate to enter the competition, which I think is very clever. Yeah. They pick a winner a week and they will send them all of their chocolate. So a bar in every flavor. And I think it's just such a wonderful way to make your business very kind of community focused. And it means that they can feature their customers on the Instagram channel um, all of the time. And that's really helped them to, to reach nearly 16,000 followers on Instagram in quite a short time. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? It is. And then the other small business I love um, is this stationery company. They're called Love Give Inc. And they produce lovely stationery, which they sell on their own website and on notonthehighstreet.com. And they've really understood the branding of social media. So if you scroll through their Instagram account, it's just absolutely beautiful. They really focus on pastels. Yeah. Because that's kind of the colors of their logo. A lot of their products are pastel colored. So that's just a wonderful kind of creative business to go and have a look at. And that can't be that easy these days, can it? Actually selling physical stationery. I mean, I haven't written a handwritten note for years. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's quite novel now, isn't it? Yeah. But the beautiful thing about their products is that you can customize them. So you can get your name on, front of, in, on the front of your notepad and... Yeah. They do some wonderful kind of messaged cards as well. From the desk of your name. Avocado Social. Yeah. Well, Alison, thank you so much for coming on. Um, before we uh, wrap up, uh, just let us, or let our listeners, and me, of course, let us know how um, we can find out more about you, more about um, Avocado. Of course. If you head over to my website, avocadosocial.com, you'll find links to all my social media channels. I'd say I probably update Twitter and Instagram the most, so they're the ones to come and follow me on. Mm -hmm. But also, you'll find out a bit more about my recent online course that I've launched, 
And also I run a free Facebook group, which has over 700 members in it now, dedicated to solving social media queries and also just sharing wonderful case studies. So that's the Avocado Social Media Hub, which you can find from my website or from heading into Facebook and searching. Alison Batis B, thank you very, very much indeed. And thanks for our listeners for listening. The show notes are in the usual place at sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Um, if you want to connect with me sort of personally, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D on Twitter and LinkedIn. And we're on iTunes and Stitcher, so you can find us there as well as on the website, of course. And also, we're looking to answer some more questions. So there's two ways to get questions and comments in. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.com. And the magic phone line is plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. Well, that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Alison. Thank you so much. And goodbye. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.